real story is completely hidden under froth and excitement and anecdotes and silliness as per usual. And that is why we're mice. Took a moment then to consider science Hi, you're listening to Sensationalist Science, a podcast about science, the media, and the truth behind those astonishing headlines you've read. I'm your host, GitMK, aka The Health Nerd, and today I have a very special episode for you for two reasons. The first is that this is the landmark 20th episode of Sensationalist Science, which means we've officially made it to double the number of episodes I originally thought I'd get out. Thank you all so much for listening. The second is that today I'll be talking about the ketogenic diet, influenza, and mice, so I've got a world-famous mouse to walk me through the perils of rodent research, and why showing that mice eating keto in a lab might not relate to your life in the real world. Hold on to your cheese, folks. This is going to be a good one. I've got James Heathers with me. Say hi, James. Hi, James. James is a, da- a data thug and a world famous mouse who started the <laughs> account on Twitter just says in mice. Also has some very strong opinions about rodent research. Today we're talking about a study about ketogenic diets in mice. What did you think about the research? Oh, I was planning on ignoring it entirely until you started talking about it, you fancy man on the internet. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like just, I, I only saw it because you tweeted it from Just Says in Mice. Oh, well, well that's, a, that's a common occurrence on the, uh, on the day-to-days, isn't it? So you've probably got people who don't know what it is. Why don't, why don't, yes. why don't we tell the nice people what the account actually is? That's a good idea. Well, why don't, why don't you introduce it? I feel like you're the one who created it, and you're the one who, you know, squeaks. You 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 feel like that? Well, that's a good that's a good way to feel because that's literally what happened. Um, <laughs> I was I was uh, you strange man. I was uh, mice mice was born in the twelfth of April uh, this year. Uh, it is a very silly one joke one note twitter account that i run and it has only uh only one thing to say which is the words in mice which i've now had translated by uh the wonderful crew of people who play along with it um i think eight or nine languages now we've got in mice so i can say in mice in eight or nine languages um <laughs> what, say it I, I have them I have them written down. Yeah, Portuguese, Catalan, Spanish, uh, German. I got the Czech version somewhere. Obviously, in French. There's uh, a lot of science media in French. French, France. Jeez, have a nap, James. So it's it's been going for uh, I suppose hair over six months now. If it's November, yeah, hair over six months. It has seventy thousand followers, uh, and you ripped the idea off immediately to make a similar account, which I was extremely uh, happy with because 
there's 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 lots of basic errors in the reporting of science and the media in general that are really easy to point out and pointing them out simply in a way where the kind of humor inherent to having one dumb joke is brought immediately to the fore is 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 funny and it's easy to maintain and people like it um the thing that's happened with this account in the last six months that i like best of all uh, over over and above everything else is the simple fact that now people are out there doing it for themselves so you you you, you see a oh, fancy fancy science outlet uh, breathlessly reports animal research as being human relevant and then some guy who's a real estate agent from florida pops up yells in mice at them and they take the tweet down i'm like oh okay so you know <laughs> My, my my work here is done. This is that's that's kind of dope. And and in situations like that, people usually write. Um, it, it's very easy to tell when you read the uh, the full press release or the full article or God forbid the full study that rodent research. When when you use words like our and when you when you discuss mechanisms out of context, so you say uh, the endocrine system. Or, at, or worse, our endocrine system, or sometimes even just human, when humans aren't involved. That's a reasonably blatant one. And now there's this fun kind of community aspect where other people are showing up to throw rocks. Um, it's just, um, it's you're not holding, holding people who are putting demonstrable inaccuracies into the public record to account. Well, I, I still think one of your one of the biggest achievements from the In Mice account is that you managed to fix the Daily Mail. I mean, I'm still impressed. I don't know if you can ever. I mean, the newspaper's a living thing, but it seems sure. like there was an uh, adoption at an editorial level of like here's here's one straightforward thing that we can do that will change how we're seen in the public eye. I think there was a, a, a point we found a, a couple of months back where there were four science articles in the appropriate section of the mail, a paper that I don't read because I'm not really interested in Kate Middleton's hat. And the four science stories all mentioned at some point in the lead or the little splashy thing in the, the Twitter link or in the actual headline that the mice studies were in fact in mice. It doesn't make them less interesting i mean a, a lot of the things that are widely reported a lot of uh, studies that get a lot of press are being reported that way for a reason sometimes they are sort of breakthroughy sometimes they 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 do uh describe mechanisms that are really interesting to people it doesn't detract very much if at all to to say how they were done and what they consist of well so that's actually a point um i think it's really good to make before we discuss the study itself, is what what is the issue with something being reported um, in mice as if it was in humans? Um, apart from me being a colossal pedant and just liking accuracy when things are written down for public consumption. Aside from aside from your colossal pestum. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's it's nice to have that acknowledged. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, look, there's, there's, there's a lot of breathless over-reporting of scientific articles and, and scientists in general don't engage with it. I mean, that is my job, uh, in case no one understood your rather oblique introduction. That's what I do for money. Science. And 
if I'm somewhat unusual in my forays into the media at large, it's the fact that I do the damn things at all. I'm actually willing to get in, engaged with these sorts of issues. A lot of scientists, even when it's reporting about something that they've done, just go, ah, screw it. They were going to get it wrong anyway. They'll figure it out for themselves. They're not participants. Mm. They're not players. They, they, they don't want to know. I want to know, and I want people to know the right way. Um, you know, I want something, something that has a context to be reported with that context. And it's a, it's a very small change here that I'm requesting, so it always fits. It's very easy to mm. stick a mouse in a headline. Why is it such a problem? Is because most health research, especially, but other areas, is subjects people to a tremendous amount of whipsawing from one end to the other on a continuum of what we've proved. Eggs are good. Eggs are bad. Chocolate will make you fat. Chocolate won't make you fat. Actually, it's extremely good for you because it's got flavonoids, etc., etc. This drug works. There'll be no more cancer. There'll be no more diabetes. There'll be no more, I don't know, pleurisy, exploding toenail syndrome, whatever else. And there's a whole world full of people who are perpetually beset with a variety of forms of disinformation. That's kind of our thing now as a species. And if they, I mean, you know, it's just a matter of not in my house, I suppose. It's very easy to push back against that. And I thought I would because it was funny. And um, <laughs> I, I normally, it's not normally something that I would have thought of. But I, I was working on a project at the time that was about sort of public understanding of science. And it was a little bit past my birthday and I had a kind of a backup party thing going on. I was a little bit hungover in the morning and I thought, bugger it, I'll do this because it's a, it's a silly trope joke thing that scientists do you know it's a study in mice ah yeah you know, someone describes something and you just say in mice it's like saying in bed at the end of a you know i don't know you never you never went to primary school you were you were born being 35 and angry weren't you so absolutely it, yeah it's, it's something it's something that it's something that kids used to do back in the day they probably still do because you know children are horrible but we all were children so we're all horrible where am I going Absolutely. with this? The point is, it's, sounds... a, it's, a, it's, it's a silly, it's not something that I invented. Uh, just the, the, the silly bastard with the, the presence of mind to have a bit of fun with it. Yeah, look, I mean, I, uh, I always tried to point out rodent research in my blog um, as well, because it, I also I feel like it's a really simple, easy, massive error that's often made because you can't just directly infer that something that works in mice is going to work in people. And that's well, obvious to any scientist. Yeah, a lot of the time as, as well, look, look pre-clinical pre, pre studies that you do in rodents are also designed to do different things. They're, they're, they're designed in an environment to be able to observe a mechanism. The idea that you can immediately start giving it to people, that it's safe and effective and it makes sense, and you, you've figured out what the appropriate dosage is, um, what the risks are, what the contraindications are, etc., there's just it, it, it is an incredibly long and expensive process to turn your breathless headline study thing into something that's actually a drug that people can take. And mm. the best the best personal notes I've had with this have been from people with chronic illnesses or really serious illnesses who've written to say, I like the fact that you're throwing rocks at this because everyone in my family, every time there's an article on type 1 diabetes, I get an email from my uncle, don't worry, they'll have you fixed up soon. And the, the reason that that's happening is because people are overselling preclinical research. That's, that's, yep. where, that's where it comes from. 
And that's especially, I mean, if you've got a sick kid, you know, if they're like, oh, we finally solved the autisms in mice. If you've got a child who's on the autistic spectrum, hearing that a couple of times a week for the last five years, you're probably going to get a little bit sick of it. It doesn't fit yeah. nicely into the, the broader environment of people staying informed. We're all very concerned about being properly informed these days. But there's, there's this hole sometimes when it comes to what in some senses is the best information of all, scientific evidence. We put that on a pedestal for a reason. And if, you, if you're going to let hacks ruin it, then, you know, there's a, it's, you're not doing a very job of that final mile business where it has to make it through um, to the poor bastards who have to do something about it. Well, I guess I guess that brings us to the the study in question because I, I feel like the the headlines were particularly uh, I don't know egregious on this one. I don't know who who to blame for that, but ketogenic diets fixing influenza. Yeah, keto diet hashtag of course because everyone's got to love a hashtag hashtag keto diet could be a useful ally in preventing flu, a new study has unexpectedly found. Hashtag ketogenic I, diet. I love the unexpectedly. <laughs> I yeah. thought unexpectedly was particularly brilliant because it's like you designed an experiment, you funded an experiment. This was with, I think, 50 mice, which is quite expensive, and it's unexpected that they found a result. Mm. Well... Everyone, it's the, the, that one I was just reading is the the one the one that I made fun of. Here, here are the here are the responses to that in order. I mean, this this is this is what micing something does now. First one's tagged me. The next one says, "Please develop the intellectual integrity to say up front when a study was conducted in mice." The next one says, "The generalizability of this study is trash, considering it was in a rodent model." Uh, the next person's doing the clappy thing. People clappy are not clappy. Rodent clappy. People are not rodents. Insert your own clappies. Pilot studies and studies on rodents should not be taken as a causal or scientific fact for people. Um, in mice, five crying emojis, sweet Jesus, someone's tagged me again. On and on and on it goes. So, I mean, there's, there's this, um, you, you do get the sense when you see something like that, that it is, um, it is, <laughs> it is a little bit harder to, for people to get away with it these days. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if I've created a hostile environment. Um, <laughs> I, li I like to think I've created a, a, a hostile environment for bad journalism. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if it's a hostile environment, if, if it's hostile for people who are misinterpreting research, then I'm relatively okay with that. Mm, yeah. And I, right, so... I actually get the same thing with risks now. Something comes out with any risk in the title or in the study, and I'll get uh, people tagging the account, even if the risk is not relative. Like, I get people tagging absolute risks that I'm, I, I want to say, that's great, good job. And they're like, ah, tell me the real risk, please. Yeah, well, look, I, 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 get, uh, I get myself tagged into uh, studies where someone said, a very interesting exper experiment happens in mice. And the next body says, uh, a mouse model of XYZ condition has showed that ABC was found. And then you open it up and the headline, so it's similar and it's got mice and there's mice in the lead and there's mice in the body. And then people tag me and they're like, oh, I'm just, I think you're just doing a bit of like word association. Though. I think the mice guy likes mice. We should stick him in that. So, you know. <laughs> Like ten points for trying, but minus several million for missing the point. Are you gonna you're gonna start getting mice for mouse ugh, mice for every birthday? Like are, people start are gonna start getting you sugar mice for your for Christmas now. 
uh yeah i've i've got i i know people who i haven't talked to for years who i've i've seen uh, reasonably recently and they yell it at me when they see me so obviously it's <laughs> it's it's starting it's starting to take over pieces of my life so you need to get little mouse ears and a nose uh which is a shame is i think mice themselves they're, they're not very personable i mean they, they 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 smell a bit they don't they're not very sort of reactive and rats are really quite sweet close up um, it's just that there's a uh, mice, uh, uh, somewhere between 60, 65% of, uh, clinical biology space associated mm. research in general. Right. So well, it's just, just more business to be done in, uh, swearing about mice and there is about anything else. So yeah. you, you want to, you want to talk about the, talk about yeah, the, study. the study itself no, I, I would just say I you, think keep, you keep wanting to come because... back to actual content that's obviously tremendously frustrating to me look we're known for a million years right uh protein restriction does something to cancer because it it uh it it changes uh, some parameters of the immune system I, I, I have not an immunologist i can't really tell you there's probably mechanisms somewhere right so you knock the protein out of the diet, you get these immunomodulatory effects. Yeah? Yep. So you, you bang the mice on these two different diets and the protein content of the diet changes. Right? Yes. Okay, so w w this, this happens all the time. People, people who are... Like some of the angriest researchers I know are people who uh, don't necessarily do... Uh, drug or uh, aging, like like applied model research in rodent models. They actually study rodents. Like how do the, how do the rodents work? So one of the perpetual bugbears of people like this is the fact uh, that w when you change dietary parameters, a lot of the time they go, ah, a bit of this, bit of that, close enough, it'll do. And they feed them the equivalent of garbage food. And you go, oh, we'll do a study on sugar. And then you make the, the, the mouse's diet 50% white sugar. And then you go, oh, it's just like that. It's like that kid. It's like the tubby kid down the road uh, drinking a soda every day. Like, well, this <laughs> diet's not 50% sugar bait. I mean, they're not even direct comparisons. So in our keto study here, there is a group basically that's protein restricted. So we've got an alternative explanation for what's happening in the study mm -hmm. uh one is we've got ketosis and the other one is we've got uh, a pretty reasonable amount of protein restriction right yep um so the whole idea the whole premise in the first place and that's something that you can't get into when all you say is in mice or you just yell about it a bit on the internet so <laughs> you 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 have this really rather questionable oh it's a surprise kind of study and there's other elements that are in the background. And what I've just said is old. I think this research is in the 80s, maybe earlier, 70s. It's, it's old. I, when I did exercise physiology crap in, uh, oh, geez, 2005, 2006, this is something that came up in like basic exercise physiology and nutrition business. It was, that, was, that was in there. Hmm. So you've got this study that was sort of an afterthought in any given any given sort of scientific investigation so you know is it ketosis is it uh protein restriction um so 
it, it really boils down to the only scientifically interesting bit of this for me is sort of like, well, how did you handle the how did you handle the dietary control? Now, all of that is what in a sane and sensible world uh, people would have been reporting. Yeah. Right? Now, the exact opposite, the exact opposite happens. And that turns into that sort of scientific space, which I'm not really fully qualified to even talk about. But that that space turns into, oh, the the the, the ketogenics make uh, mice more resistant to infection. And the comments sections are full of, well, I've eaten nothing but uh, avocados uh, and an old bloke that lived next door, and uh, I I haven't got an infection since 1945, and unaccountably I'm only 25 years old, and it's all very very interesting. And my story in particular is fascinating. Um, and there's no shortage of headlines for this one, right? No. If you just put in, put in any search term, you can do this right now. You can play along at home. I mean, by, by the time this is out, it might be a little while back, but it, the search will still work. If you put in ketogenic diet, influenza, let's try it now. Influenza. Done. Enter. Um, nutritional medicine... Nutritional epigenetic news, lots of people. Oh, some very angry looking fella who's obviously big on the ketosis. Um, some of these doctor hacks who've got these, uh, you know, they, they, they want to be nutritional gurus so they can sell you a supplement that's basically just folate and twigs for $4,000 every 20 minutes. Um, breaking men's science health? news. I found a great gym bio. Um, not surprised. They love. They love a bit of one of the the biggest things I ever missed was a men's health article. Um, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of people. Um, and yeah, MDs, people who fancy themselves science communicators. Lots of different accounts. Lots of. And let's look. That's. Just, I'm just scrolling down to see what the general response is. Now, literally everything I've just said is utterly absent from all of that this is it's it's just not a normal thing for to to go behind the curtain and science daily doesn't help man they do a genuinely terrible job ketogenic diet helps tame flu virus now that's a headline that should be mentioned in the goddamn mice really mm. i mean they immediately lead off that the, the lead is okay Mice fed a ketogenic diet were better able to combat the flu. Obviously, they're not going to talk about uh, the elements of protein restriction and how to balance a ketogenic diet with a wee mouse. Mm. I try to say mice and mouse at the same time. How's that? New Atlas, <laughs> India Today, New Science. Here we go. New scientists. Great job, new scientists. Eating a keto diet may give some protection against the flu in mice. Here you go. The scientists, these guys, they got it right. Keto diet protects mice from flu. Good job. Um, inverse, no. Discover, got it. Keto diet helps fight the flu in my study shows. Good job. Um, a bunch of medical sites. Oh, what do you know? Uh, Fox News from New York got it wrong. Seven News from Australia got it wrong. Whole Foods Magazine, funnily enough, got it wrong. Um, here's lots of local news. They got it wrong. Uh, The Sun got it wrong. Who saw that coming, eh? Um, (laughs) On and on and on and on and on it goes. And the real story is completely hidden under froth and excitement and anecdotes and silliness as per usual. And that is why we're mice.
thanks for coming on the Sensationalist Science Podcast, James. This has been a wonderful experience talking about mice and the world of dodgy science reporting. I hope you enjoyed the experience. Oh, well, any, I'll take any opportunity to talk to you, even if it means thousands of other people get to listen, you wonderful man. I hope you keep making this. Um, you should get, you should, you, you know what, here's the thing, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do him a solid here. If you're listening to this, and many of you are, first <laughs> of all, you should know that you're good people. But the next thing you should do is send him suggestions for guests. Because who you want to hear is probably what he wants to put on the show. And he won't know unless you tell him. That there is absolutely true. So get out your, get out your twertometers and your emailers. Um, fire, fire up the, the steam engines and get old Gid here a bunch of suggestions about who to have on next. Maybe someone with nothing to do with mice, eh? oh no mice are the best thank you again james you're all right mate anytime and there you have it the headlines sounded fantastic but in reality this was an overhyping of preclinical research that may never mean much at all to real humans It's possible that eating keto might make some changes to your immune system, but in all likelihood it's not going to prevent or cure influenza, no matter what the media says. If you see silly headlines like this, it's always worth being cautious. Check the story, check the study, and have a think about what it might all actually mean. This has been your dose of sensationalist science and media madness. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can find it on SoundCloud at SensiPod or wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, GitMK, and you can find me on Twitter at GitMK or Medium at GitMK or Facebook at GitMK Health Nerd. You can also find James on Twitter at James Heathers, his podcast, Everything Hurts, and you can find him on Medium as well. Have a great week, and remember, if it sounds unlikely, it's good to be skeptical. (laughs) 